What is good, divine dolls and divine sirs? So, I wanted to address something. I am really curious. You've been hearing me talk about this. Um, and so, because it's it's a relatively new concept for me, I'm trying to figure out what's at the core of it, right? Because you're going to see in the title, I'm pretty sure I'm going to title it, We Tore Up Cincinnati for This. And um, I've talked about... Um, a couple of podcasts you've been hearing me struggle with this. When did being black become synonymous with um, crime? Like, when did being pro-black mean being synon- become synonymous with fighting for crime? And here it is, right? Um, I saw this. I'm going to be reading off of it because it's on a kind of like it's scrolling up. But this is from 2002, right? So this is 20 years later. I'm here in August 2022, well, July 31st, August 2022, and I'm wondering how did we even get to the point where we had this? So it it says here, whoops, no, that's not what I want. It says, in early 2002, a Cincinnati lawsuit was filed against Cincinnati's police department, according to the police for racial, accused of racial profiling, right? It says, on April 7, 2001, a Cincinnati police officer shot and killed an unarmed 19-year-old African-American in the Over the Rhine district. Now, check this part out, right? And, and so, a lot of us are having these conversations about safety and and concerns. It says Timothy Thomas had 14 in my word language motherfucking warrants out for his arrest. 14 warrants. 3 for driving with an expired driver's license. 4 for seatbelt violation, so that's that's 7. 5 Okay, so 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So 5 for driving with no driver's license and 2 other misdemeanors for obstruction of official business. The 19-year-old fled from police who ultimately cornered him in an alley and said he looked like he was pulling out a gun. The unarmed teenager was shot once in the in the chest. I said this before, not the most popular opinion. I'm pretty sure if I had comments on people would be coming for me, but I am not a big fan of the um running thing from the police. I know that you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, one of the, the most troubling cases I've, I've ever heard about, you know, police brutality was this um, adult male. Um, his mom was having problems with the car. It was early morning. And so he was in the garage. The garage door was open. One of the police, one of the neighbors called the police. And there is video of it. He um, comes out and his hands were up. His hands were up in the air and the police shot him like six or seven times dead, right? So I know that this stuff does happen and you see the video. He wasn't moving anything. He had his phone up in his hand. 
you know, both hands up and that type of thing, obviously complying. And so I think that it's distracting and it takes away, like, if, if I'm going to tear up the streets and riot, then it would probably be for that, you know, I see the video, his hands are up in the air, you know, he's helping his mama, you know, in the garage, identified himself type of thing. I'll, I'll tear up the city for that, right? And I'm saying that even loosely because I don't think that tearing up, you know, my fellow... When, some people don't understand what it is to be a business owner too. I'm going to try to come back full circle because I remember even in the last stages of my, of, of thinking a certain way, I remember when they had the riots and Trina came on a radio station and she said, these animals tore up my friend's business. And oh, I was so mad. I was like, love me some Trina. Listen, okay. It's ratchet. It sure is. It's ratchet. She has some ratchet stuff, right? Um, and I was like, oh, how dare she? She must have forgot. Now, mind you, I heard black males talking like this. So it was kind of funny looking back that I was mimicking, parodying their talking points. Oh, she must have forgot she was black. She forgot the one time she got pulled over for the, by the police officer. You know, she was driving in her um, convertible, had on her Versace scarf thing, and the police had pulled her over um, with her friend and type of thing. Fast forward, I started to think about, you know, what it means to have a business. I've had virtual online businesses, right? But what would it have meant for me to be that business owner, right? I wouldn't want to see my friend's um, store torn up, right? So I'm even self-correcting myself as I'm talking about to me tearing up business, you know, small business owner stuff. I'm affecting my brothers or my sisters or my, you know, for that language, people in my community who are trying to make it. I know what it's like to have inventory, to buy inventory, to try to make profit, right? To try to make sales. And I'm familiar with that concept. So I think one of the turning points for me was when I read from one of my favorite books, The Wells of, of Abundance by Evie Ingram. I've been trying to, you know, turn you guys on to, to reading that book. It's maybe like maybe if I say less than 100 pages, right? But they talk about the different stages of, of human brave, brain wavelengths where you have the vegetable, right? And you have the animal and then you have the human being and a high performing human being versus a low performing human being. And it's to the point where you start to realize that you're dealing with in some cases, vegetables, even though they're in the form of a body, they contribute nothing to society. They're dumb AF, right? And then you have people who, who act like animals. And in reading that, I understood what Trina said when you have these animals going through and tearing up, you know, things that we work so hard for. And I think that maybe a part of the reason how we got here is because, unfortunately, for whatever reason, we haven't built our own businesses. We don't know what it's like to have inventory, to pay business insurance, to own things and to take pride in, in, you know, being in a, in a community. So when you go and you tear a city up, it doesn't really cost you anything, right? Cause that's not your uncle's store. That's not your auntie's store. That's not your grandma's store. That's not your mom and dad's store. 
So then here, um, uh, there was another thing I wanted to talk about. I think when you talk about changing um, thoughts, right, evolving and ascending and how I think about things, um, already starting to learn how to rest in my femininity, starting to learn not to go out there and because for one, it's not going to be appreciated, right? The demographic that I'm wearing, strapping up and wearing my boots out and going out there and, and fussing and fighting for is not, they're not appreciating. Now I'm, a, I'm an angry black woman. I don't need that kind of smoke. <laughs> I don't need that, that kind of smoke of trying to be an angry black woman. I sure don't. But I, I, I don't even remember his name. Like that's how detached I'm becoming from these. But it was a, it was um last, it was during the 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 tail end of the pandemic, and this um young guy had gotten pulled over because his registration wasn't um up to date, and I think he had an air freshener. And I remember I used to I love air fresheners, but now I don't, and I didn't know this even as a young adult. I'll go out and get my little air freshener. I remember the first time I bought my Lexus. You know what I'm saying? I want my car to smell just right. And I'll be getting the little strawberry, you know, smelling ones. That's, those are my favorite, the strawberry ones. And be hanging it. I didn't know you were not supposed to do that. I really didn't. <laughs> right? Um, but now you, they have the little cubes. You can put them in your little, like, the vents. And you can still get the nice smell. Or the little jellies in the containers from Yankee's Candle or whatever. But... Um, so he had, his tags weren't, um, he had, uh, old tags and he also had the air freshener. Well, he decided to try to leave the scene by, um, driving off. Right. And so unfortunately what happened is, and I, I don't have a problem with the woman getting charged, press charges. I really think she's kooky in the head. Like she really legit. I think she knew what she was doing. Um, but I can't put my good name like, you know, when you have these jokes and you say, keep the good Lord's name out of this or, you know, just keep my good name out of this. I ha you have to keep my good name out of this because I'm not ever going to advocate or stand behind somebody taking off like that or trying to run away. I'm not like I said, if, if I'm going to. If I'm going to stand up and advocate or be vocal about something, it's going to be for that gentleman that was at his mama's house trying to work on her car and had both of his hands up. You can see it in the video. There were no sudden movements. He was complying. He had um, he had identified himself. He's like, I'm at, I'm at my mom's house. I'm just fixing the car. And the officers now now that is worth something fighting over. You know, and so even when we talk about some words, something fighting over, there's legal measures that you take. Right. And there's things that you that you engage with, with the um, prosecutor and with the judges and with the law enforcement. And you sue that department for filth. You sue them for everything. Right. We will not get that person back. And I feel bad for that mother. Right. But we sue that person for everything and we make sure that we get laws in place to make sure that that officer never works again so he can never do that to someone else again. And so when you talk about somebody who has 14 warrants, right, by the age of 19, this is a, somebody who has a, a certain pathology where he's escalating in not being a it's a menace to society 
right? So this is not, this is not, you know, um, some 19 year old that's on his way to college and, you know, um, an upstanding citizen or anything, uh, 14 warrants, right? So it says here, Timothy was the 15th African-American killed by police since 1995. Now, 15th African-American from 1995 to 2001. It says, and the 4th African-American killed by police since November 2000, of which three were shot and one died of asphyxiation. It says, Cincinnati's history created a volatile atmosphere and Timothy's death set, set off three days of civil unrest. And then they show here in the video, you have all these people in the street setting cars on fire, setting houses on fire, setting buildings on fire, tearing up a city. I feel like that's not something I don't, I don't. And, and it's to the point where it kind of came up with the, with the riots. Uh, I, I've shared this before too, but, um, my grand aunt, she lived in like Compton Watts area. And it's to the point where some of the footage you can see is right down the street from where she lives. And they, um, I remember by the, by the time I was seven, my parents had moved us out into a, um, into another neighborhood and put me into private school. But I remember watching Sesame street, um, me being the oldest of, four, right? So three younger brothers and hearing gunshots. And we automatically know we have to drop to the floor and run to the back, you know, not run, but crawl to the back room. I, I still distinctly remember that, right? Things like that and hearing shots and all times of the night and you just learn and lay, lay low type of a thing. So I remember when we, the, when that stuff happened, it was with the Rodney King uh, riots um, type of a thing they the community went and they burnt down stuff and it's it's part of police footage you can see it but um that area is forever changed but it's one of those things where it's like how do you tear up your own house you know how do you tear up your own place i get that some of the places were not um owned by or they were um not owned by us but it was to the point where it's like, how do you start to explain tearing up your neighbor's car, setting up your neighbor's car? You know, that person has to go to work. Pretty sure they still have payments on it. You know what I'm saying? How do you explain terrorizing, um, you know, where these people have to go to work? Don't your aunties and your uncles and your cousins and don't they have to go to work? Doesn't. I just, it really bothers me. I think that, like I said, if if I was going to advocate for anyone, it's going to be, you know, like, it's going to be for the femicide rates. Because one of the things I've been wanting to say, too, is, you know, what's the alternative to for me being a feminist, right? You want me to be a male chauvinist? Is that the alternative? Be, or a misogynist? Because... Um, if I'm going to advocate for anything, it's going to be for these, you hear these 19 year old, 21 year olds, um, nurses, uh, nurse assistants, um, physicians, nurses, entrepreneurs, women just graduating from high school, going to college, 
getting accepted early, being shot and killed, right? Let alone, don't let it be that they're pregnant for someone, right? Or have someone's child, right? Um, but it's just, it's, it's really mind-boggling to me. I, if we're going to fight for something, like, can it be, can it be worth something? Can it be for a person of value? You know, like, and, and then 2022, one, I, 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 just bear with me, right? Because hopefully we will all reach a eureka moment and you'll get to hear live when it happens. But I think for me, what I realized too is riding in the streets is not going to do anything. In fact, it's so funny, right? Um, where I, down, down the street where I live, probably like a quarter mile away, um, in front of a church, right? It's, it's, um, you know, it looks, it has the, it's, it's a really nice church is what I'm trying to say. So it's not like one of those podunky type of things. They have like stained glass. Um, it's a white people church, right? So it's, it's big type of a thing. And you have this one, it's a Hispanic guy. And every day he comes out there with his little speaker. And I don't know what he's saying. I'm like, listen here, Juan, no one can hear you. Right. And but the rest of us kind of think the same way, too. We think that going out to the streets is going to do something. Me going out to the corner with the billboard sign is not going to do anything. You've got to have legislation. You've got to have laws. You've got to hit them with your votes, with your politics. And it's funny because this is probably exactly where I don't want to be. I want to be resting in my femininity. So this should probably be... Um, you could even hear some of like the earlier stuff I had earlier in this year. And I'm like, let's do legislation. Let's work with the political blah, blah, blah. Let's work with the young staffers. Let's fund them. Let's nope, 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 nope. I'm done. But I think that a turning point for me was, um, I think his name is Ryan Lee something. And I remember it was this Asian guy. There was a little boy, a little um, biracial boy had... Huh, left his his tricycle in Ryan Lee's um front yard. And so when he went to go get it back, the um the Ryan Lee told him to get off his yard. And so I think what happened is he had left it there and so when the little kid went to go ask for the bicycle back, um the the guy was like you shouldn't have come here in the first place type of a thing. So the little kid went to go grab his bike and um the the Asian guy went in and shot through the glass and he actually struck the little boy like it went through his arm and you can hear he shot three times and the the little kid was riding his bike away and he was out there with his little cousins and the little like neighborhood kids right and when you talk about the 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 layers of the system What's so interesting to me is you have the the prosecutor who's supposed to be representing the people. Um, and this is probably taking me more into political nature. Like, I think I'm, I'm understanding it, but I'm not even trying to even get to be too much of an angry black woman about things. I think that the same way I'm figuring it out, the black men can figure it out. The, um, the codes are there and some of the things I'm saying are there and you can kind of pick it up. But 
the prosecutor who is supposed to be the representative of the people, right, representing the state, representing the people, when you hear him, he goes in and he says, I'm representing the people, um, but we um, recommend $10,000 bail for this person. And so his family paid 1000 because you only have to pay like 10% of the bail. And he was back out in the street, back in the community. And one of the things is there was a lot of outcry. But the difference was I was here in California. I don't remember what state this happened in. And one of the things that forever changed my mind to understand how we need to become more politically savvy, right, is I lay in my bed the same way I'm laying right now. I have my little manicured fingers, right, my little delicate manicured fingers. The um, One of the people said, call the, the um, prosecutor's office and tell them that we need to put this person back into custody without bail because he shot at a minor and you released him back into the community and he's a, a harm to society. All right, I can do that. I'll never forget. I looked at the number on the screen. I typed in the one eight blah, 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 got on, call went through, do, do, do. Hello, this is the so-and-so um, county. I was like, yes, um, I'm calling because um, Ryan Lee needs to be um, put back into, um, into custody. You know, he harmed a child. No sooner had I said that, the woman on the other side of the line said, oh, thank you, ma'am. No worries. We have gotten a lot of calls. We have picked him up. He's back into custody and they have him with no bond. I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. I didn't have to go strap on those ugly boots, go out to my corner with a sign and yell out into the ethers, just like that man down the street from me, yelling, doing, I don't know what he's doing, obviously not going to make a change. I don't have to riot, I don't have to burn, set my, my neighbor's house on fire or set my neighbor's car um, on fire and torch it and break out the windows, Right? Because it's not going to do anything. What made a difference is I understood. Somebody understood the system. Right? And you get to the point where if the prosecutors don't represent the people the way that you want them to. You vote them out or you don't reelect them or you put some, some type of political pressure on them. Right? Probably not, you know. So here it is. We tore up Cincinnati for someone. Respectfully, I don't think it was worth it. He made a poor decision. If if you're going to advocate for anybody, I will advocate for the person that was at his mama's house, identified himself, had his hands up. No need for you to shoot him six and seven times. Now that to me, like I said, warrants, you know, making sure that you take measures and and all the rules are there, you know, when you talk about the um anti anti discrimination um bill that they have for the Asians. The proof is in the pudding. I looked at what they did. You know, we actually do fuss and fight a lot about oh, they got a law. Do you know that those Asians got lobbyists? Do you know that they got deep in those pockets for those lobbyists? Do you know that the Asian community went and paid people to go into Congress and represent them? Oh, but we don't want to, um, 
put money behind our lobbyists. We don't even know what it is to fund a lobbyist to go and represent us. Oh, but we'll hoot and holler and complain about the politicians that are in office, but we won't put money behind the people that we want to get into office. But anyways, I feel like I'm starting to sound a little bit too much of an angry woman. I feel like I'm starting to just not be in my femininity. I think I started off in my femininity just kind of being disgusted at us tearing up communities and living spaces. Um, you know, when I and and that's the feminine side of me, but no need for me to get angry and come out, out of my element and be bothered, you know, um type of a thing. Um, it, it's, it's so counterintuitive because how did we get to this point as a collective? And then don't let me be back in 2001, 2002 or 2022 and say, oh, they shot somebody for running. Okay. Keep me out of it. Keep my good name out of it. Keep my good name out of it. Oh, you're not pro-black. Oh, you're a coon. Oh, you're no, no. Now, if you had come to me and said, yeah, this guy was in his garage, you see the video, his hands are up and he got six, six or seven times. All right, let me write a letter. Let me make a phone call. Um, you need me to put $100, $1,000 to this person. He's going to go to Congress and he's going to advocate for us to get a bill. And we're going to, you know, cut and paste a, a letter to make sure that this um, person is never hired again. You know, I'm down with it. You know, <laughs> I can do that. But I don't understand when we got to the point where being pro-black became, you know, and even this these whole conversations about anti-police brutality. I, I deliberately left this stuff up. I have a um, podcast up about defunding the police. Oh, but then you start to figure out who's the first person I'm going to call when a naker comes and tries to um, violate me and assault me and rob me and steal from me. It's going to be the police. Now, uh, I'm fully aware, you know, um, I want to keep this under 30 minutes, but it, it's a double-edged sword because there was a, um, a family that called the police because their daughter was tearing shit up at the house. She was, um, she was, um, she was drinking and the parents, I, I imagine she was just tearing stuff up all around the house. She Now, mind you, she has two kids. So they called the police because they couldn't handle it. So when she came to the to the thing, to the when they came to the house, she, um, something clearly went wrong, right? But it's one of those things, it's like, when we have problems, who do we call? We call the police, right? When Tyrone, who has a felony, and I decided to date him, and he comes and he shoots my grandma, and now he's pointing the gun at me. Who am I, I going to call? The police. Right? So it's just a weird predicament that we're in. Um, just freaking weird. And I mentioned this before, I think I can keep it under 30 minutes because I think that the, some of the same problems we have with the bad apples in the black community are the same issues we have with the police, law enforcement and their bad apples. So in both camps, we don't want to say, you know, hey, you shouldn't have done that in law enforcement. You don't have 
police officers saying, you shouldn't have shot that guy. We don't want to work with you. We don't want to hire you. That person will get hired and uh, employed somewhere else, right? Same, same pathology in both camps. We don't want to call out our bad apples. And it's costing us. It's costing law enforcement because law enforcement really is supposed to be there to, to provide, to protect, right? And they put our lives in, in danger. In, they put their lives in danger to protect us. I've seen them, you know, with the little kids, you know. I remember I had to call the police out to my house when somebody tried to break into my house in the middle of the night. And they had to do a thorough job and make sure the whole place was was safe and make sure they waited there until I got in my car, you know, got out of my garage and drove to my parents house, sent out a detective to make sure they could find out who who it was. Right. So I know there's good people. I've been on, on the on the good receiving side of that, too. But w- neither one of us are willing to say these are bad apples and we won't tolerate it. Because I think when we do that, then we'll 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 hit a turn in the road. And then now it comes to that point where we're pointing fingers at each other and like, well, you do it first. We're not going to do it until they do it. That's not going to get us anywhere. Edge of a course about the individual. You're going to be held accountable for your stuff. And I'm not going to have my good name standing behind tearing cities up, you know, and co-signing on this behavior. If you want to excommunicate me from the black community, then shoot, then so be it for saying that. But those are just my thoughts. Let me, there's a reason I'm, I'm, I'm here where I'm at right now, but I need to get back onto my regular schedule in the next day or two. If you know, you know. But let me go focus my mind onto some uh, things revolving around my resting my femininity.